those of us who prefer not to identify, and welcome to Import Spirits. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. It's a party in the attic once again. We have a few friends with us. Of course, I am Mark, and this is Dimitri. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, And we have... The lovely and talented Christina Che with us today. Hi. And of course, the charismatic and handsome as always, Matthew McLean. Yeah, it's McClellan. It's like McClellan. The X yeah, there's a lot of L's in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking Mr. Clean. Uh, I'm McLean. Every time somebody reads my last name, which I think is the funniest part about it, because I mean, it's literally right in front of you, but I get McLennan. All the time. It's like people see the double L and instantly turn it into N's. Can you guys say my last name? Hunyu. Hunyu. Honeydew. Mm-hmm. Very, very good, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are really spot on. Everybody seems to have trouble. When they when they see it like written out, I think, mm-hmm. for the first few times, it's very hard. But we've worked very closely together, and I think I've screamed it at you plenty of times <laughs> by now. I don't I don't think I have, any, have ever had anyone mispronounce my name weirdly, even though it's not a super normal name. But it's... The spelling that gets me. Like, I've had people put, like, D-A-M-E-A-T-R-E-E. Oh, oh like, Demetri. Demetri. Oh. Sorry, yeah. I, I misrepresented that. I say, I... Like, my last name is fine. It's just, it's like... Because of someone else, you know, that's what I, I go D-M-I. Right. D-M-I-T-R-I or yeah. something like that. We know these lovely people through a place that we all worked way back in the day, uh, Arcade Bar, and we've worked with each other for how long? Do you guys think now? Well, we've never. I've never worked with Matt. Right. Well, Just with Christina. Why does it feel like I've worked with you? I've you always know, been yeah, around. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I did come in and train with Tim for a couple of weeks. That's right. Uh, this was probably six well, months before we went to Nashville, because we already had plans to go down there, and we were anticipating both working at the Nashville location when we first got there. So I trained under Tim so that I could understand like. The way that you guys, you know, build your cocktails and super, like, mechanics that you guys are was that your first introduction to like craft cocktails and stuff like that, or were you already dabbling in it before then? I'm gonna say yes, it was. Uh, a couple of bars that I had worked at had their own like signature cocktails, but these were not places where like fundamentals of cocktail bartending were a thing. Yeah. So like starting a cocktail could literally mean putting a straw in the cup and using that to yeah whisk it around a little bit that's a stir call it a day so that was fancy so and that was fancy yeah. Yeah. let's get it so i will say that yeah that was my my introduction to actual cocktail building yeah and you're pretty good at it thank you yeah. i when i first started doing it i like fought it because i had been used to working in like sports bars or volume bars and things like that where like quality of cocktail meant nothing right. at all. You were like, these people were came, so right? drunk by the time <laughs> they got their drink from me. Like, if I made them, like, a perfect cocktail, they would have just slammed it and, like, bro, give me another one, man. Like, let's go. That's so funny, because I basically ran into it because of that. I was like, I want to do that, because I started as a dishwasher at headquarters Beercade, so I'm oh, watching. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I started with Hugo. Hugo and I got hired on the same day. Hugo. Yeah, yeah. Those were back in the day. These are just two of our, our really good friends that we know have done some really cool stuff around the world of cocktails, and we just kind of want to invite them and have a conversation. And you know, well, it's our first interview of the season, so I figured we'd make kind of a little deal about it. Beyond being friends, these people are also 
champions of the cocktail world, in my opinion. I say it time and time again. Christina shakes her head furiously, uh, but she's the fastest cocktailer I know in the world. And I bet all the in the world. You know, in the world. Yep. I just do like, certain things very quickly. You're very good at what you do. You're very detail oriented. So, like, you. when you're planning out how to do things quickly, you already have it all like worked out. And it's different for competitions, not like real bartending. I know yeah. exactly what I'm doing at, in a competition, and I practice that doing that live during work. But it's all about prep and knowing exactly where everything is. Christina Che, for those who do not know, was in Speed Rack two times and made it three times. And I only went twice because I was in California that one time and yeah. I was bummed. Now I remember. That is my favorite event in the city. It's absolutely amazing for those who don't know the event. Christina, can you break it down for us a little bit, like what it's all about? Uh, so Speed Rack is an amazing event, an amazing competition uh, that is women-founded, women competitors. It brings so many people in the industry together, sponsors, even some regulars, and of course all of the bartenders to put together a competition to see who is the fastest woman bartender in the area. All the proceeds from sponsors or donations or fundraisers go to breast cancer charities or breast cancer research. It's one of my favorite things that I've been a part of and hope to be a part of in the future. Oh, I cannot wait till <laughs> I can be there cheering you on again because it's absolutely one of my favorite events in the entire city. I've been twice. All the proceeds to breast cancer, it's charity, amazing. research, there's fundraisers. Right now they're doing women-led virtual classes. I mean, it's year-round and it's a community of just a support system of badass, really cool women doing the same thing we're all trying to do. I love that. Yeah, we kind of mentioned it last week, and we were talking about famous bartenders, right? Mm -hmm. And Mark chose a female bartender, and I chose a male bartender. So, like, in the end, we were like, there's some bartenders, you know, the best bartenders we've ever worked with have been women, and I just want to say, like, just in general, not to make Christina even more embarrassed, but <laughs> without Christina or our friend Kat, shout out, uh, I would never have been as good of a bartender as I am. One hundred. I, I was. I don't even know. I'm fucking out of you shape were. now. I haven't beh been behind the bar in two years. So yeah. if it wasn't for Christina, I never would have become a bartender. Yeah. I mean, she's literally the reason why I got into the industry. I think it's a lot about those people that you kind of bump into and bump shoulders with in this industry that will either keep you around or send you running out the door. I think we got extremely lucky because we just kind of hit some really good people who were really passionate about what they did and gave a shit about like those that job even if it was considered like a little more taboo than like you know working a 9 to 5 or becoming a doctor because you can still take things to that level right to that level of passion and creativity and hard work like you can sit there and study the fastest way to make three cocktails x amount of ways x amount of times mm -hmm. and that that work is is just as valid as you know like these people who are doing like works of art you know for hours on end as well because like it is still an artistic process and release i feel like for sure and then to bring it to a competition level is something super extreme and and fun right because then you you grow that community around it too which which yeah. you don't usually get to see as much it's so fun and i've i've, I've met so many people and 
people who are willing to collaborate or help each other out, even though we're competitors technically, but they'll open up their space uh, to help other people who are out of town practice. It's all around just a, a great community. How did you keep uh, how did you keep up practice while we were in pandemic or did, are you guys really out of practice because I am so rusty so out of practice I've been working um, I mean once a week for most of the pandemic nice but still it's nothing like what it used to be I think all of us are service bartenders now all, oh, yeah. all of a sudden 100 percent yeah that's I mean that's pretty much what it is these days you might get a few guests depending on where you're at but yeah. It's pretty much all just rock and out service tickets. I threw my shoulder out last week. <laughs> okay, I've, old I've, man. I was like doing this all night. I I came home. I had to put icy hot on my shoulder. <laughs> I was like curled up in a ball, and I was just like, "This is thirty, and that's fine." <laughs> I'm still getting battle wounds. Oh yeah, oh, my yeah. hands. No oh, man. I mean, since the pandemic started, my hands have been worse than ever because I wash my hands four thousand times a day. Like, I worked all during the summer on a patio, <clears throat> managing the floor, so, like, every time I touched a plate, I was, like, freaking out. Do you guys have to wear gloves? No. We do, and I think it's stupid. Yeah, we're You have actually, to wear gloves behind the bar? They mm. actually said we, they prefer if we didn't, because we, they want us to wash our hands more. Mm -hmm. I think that's the smart thing. We are killing so many turtles right now, because <laughs> I literally, like, my gloves will get soaked or dirty because we're dealing with a lot of water, and then I'm just replacing them, or I've been trying to, like, sanitize them if I can, but then it's like, why not just sanitize your hands? Right. I like, feel like the contamination levels that you're going to get using gloves is way higher. Way worse than washing your hands. I think it's an optic stuff. You also, sir, have done a competition in the city as well. I have done one competition. That is correct. Uh -huh. And how did it go? Uh, it went really well. So a friend of ours uh, was working with the company that was holding the competition and reached out to ask if I'd be interested. And at first I was like, no, I, like, I can't do this. I've never done this before. I have no idea what's going to happen. And then Christina talked me into it. I do it with you. So I was like, okay, let's give this a try. Um... We did a decent amount of R&Ding at home. I went through some like super rudimentary ideas and then went super freaking crazy for a little bit. And in the middle of that, completely freaked out because I had no idea what I was going to do in the end. Um, coming into the competition the day of when I walked in and saw like the equipment and the tools that some of these people brought in for their cocktails... I was like all nervousness just 100% went away because I knew I had no chance of winning. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those like, like smokers. What am like, I, what do I even think I'm doing? Cheese yeah, cheese infused stuff. Somebody like carbonated. It, it was insane. People were bringing in so much stuff for these drinks. But we were working with the cider and then somebody used it to carbonate something. So I thought that yeah. was funny. What was and I did the opposite. It, it was for Virtue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cider. Cider, yeah. So they were doing their Virtue cocktail of the year. Um, and I did the exact opposite. I actually took the cider and cooked it down into a syrup, like removing all of the carbonation. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, so when we like when the competition actually started, I felt great because I knew I was just going to hang out with people and have a good time. Yeah, meet some people. And then while people were coming around and taking samples... The judges and like the the founder of Virtue like came over and they they tasted my cocktail, and the only thing he said was, "Hmm, it's boozy," and I was like, "Exactly." And he's like, 
I like it. <laughs> and then he walks away. I was like, okay, that's a good sign, right? <laughs> yeah, everyone else is probably super sweet and like, but anyway. Uh, actually, I think the Malort cocktail won the yeah. People's Choice. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, Zafar. Zaffer? Zaffer's, yeah. Oh, yeah. the guy yeah. that used to work with us? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew he got into bartending a little bit. He, he got kind people's of, choice. He was more on the corporate side for a while, mm-hmm. but then he got back into... He was at the Native mm-hmm. yeah. at the time. That's um, right. He used to invite me out there all the time. Yeah, but it, like, one girl from the judges' table kept coming back to my booth and kept taking samples. I just thought she was like bringing them out to people, like doing it for everybody. And then at the end... I was standing next to a good friend of mine who was also a part of the competition. And literally we were like having side talk while they were announcing who the winner was going to be because I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> I had had a few drinks at that point and I was kind of just chilling. And all of a sudden I heard my name get yelled out over the microphone and I turned around and freaked out. I was like, what? What? <laughs> I like ran over and they handed me this massive trophy. The trophy was like three and a half, four feet tall. Did you get to keep it? Yeah. But nice. it, the picture of me accepting the trophy is literally me hugging and kissing <laughs> the trophy. <laughs> you did it right. Michael in 91, baby. You got a beautiful Perone, too. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, the, the kit that they gave me was, was super cool. I got a chrome backpack, a really nice Perone. Um, I got invited out to the Wasau weekend, oh, which nice. is where they, like, bless the the trees for the, the next season. Um yeah, it's in Michigan. I don't remember what yeah. what, uh, what town it is. It's like two and a half hours from here. That's cool. Yeah. It's got to be like it south, southwest Michigan somewhere. Like over here probably. Um, sounds weird. So when you come around, Apple, when you come Apple around Apple like Michigan, <clears throat> it's another like hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes north just off of the lake. Yeah. So like that's like apple country over. That's where I grew up. That's what I know. So apple like, country would make sense. It's like apples, peaches, and uh, blueberries and blackberries over there. That's like, it's they grow just in the wild. Anyway, yeah. What is this? Yeah. Oh yeah, I made a. Uh, I tried to make a breakfast cocktail, but it's just a dessert cocktail now. <laughs> um, it's it's a two one one. Japanese whiskey is the two, Fernet and Kahlua. And then there's a quarter ounce of simple syrup and a dash of mole bitters. That's why it's chocolatey. But nice little. It's pretty good. I was yeah, actually thinking about the Toronto that we talked about yeah. before, and I want, I forgot how to make it, so I just made something else up <laughs> with Fernet and that's, whiskey. That's basically a Toronto, yeah. Yeah, yeah, with Kahlua. That, yeah. So what else have you guys been digging into this quarantine? Over the entire period? Well, it's I mean, been a, it's been I, a year. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to do... Any and everything. I came up with business ideas. What? I made really bad decisions. Good. <laughs> so not much has changed. Some rough investments. No, not much has changed. So I've always been like a really, yeah, I'll say curious. I'm not creative. Creative is a bad word for it. Uh, I've always been a very curious person. There's always been things that have like intrigued me and drawn my attention to it. But I also have a very short attention span. So I changed my mind really quickly. Uh, I got into leatherworking for like eh, two weeks, we'll say. <laughs> I'll do like a month. I'll say a month. We'll go a month? Yeah. Well, okay, fine. It took two weeks for the products to come in the mail and then two weeks of me physically doing it. Right. Um, yeah, so I I bought like a full-on like leatherworking kit. I got all the punches and the like cutting tools and um, I made 
a few wallets to like get started. Actually, the wallet that I currently have, if you guys want to check it out. Mm -hmm. um, Ooh, very nice. So they didn't turn out bad. They hand stitched cool. or you use a sewing machine? No, hand stitched. Everything was done by hand. These are great. Thank you. Um, so I made a few of these. Uh, I made a harness a for Christina. Harness. Yeah, think like old school, like the gun harnesses where you, you know, the dudes would like pull out two guns. But instead of being holsters, it had like pouches. And one was big enough for her phone, the other one was big enough for like her wallet and her cigarettes. Trying that's to rock cool. that James style. The yeah. James style. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's where the first time she saw one. I bought her one from the festival where she saw it with James for like 160 bucks. I think she wore it one time and then never wore it again. But then during quarantine, while I'm doing all this leather stuff and like messing around, I ended up making her one from scratch. Can you make me one? I can. It looked really good. It fit her really, like it's custom fitted, obviously. I made it for her. I'm never gonna I don't think she's ever worn it. Did you buy, did you buy like raw leather? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, the, yeah, the, I don't remember where, I think I was just getting everything off of Amazon. There was like how high that you can like stain and stuff like That's that. I didn't want to get into like doing it. any of yeah. that. Like I was like just learning like the fundamentals of cutting it and putting it together. I wanted like products to look like finished with the least amount of work possible before I like got too far into it. And thank God yeah. I started that way because it didn't last very long. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. So I did that for a little bit. I still have all the stuff at home, obviously. Probably spent a couple hundred bucks on that. But it was good. It was entertaining. And it was something that I learned on my own. You got a couple wallets out of it. Yeah. yeah. And a holster. Gave a few yeah, of them away. I realized the people who do this for a living, it's a lot of hard work. And a lot like other industries, if you want to actually try to like do this and be profitable with it, you have to spend a lot of money on equipment. Otherwise, you're going to like beat the shit out of your hands trying to do all of this stuff by hand. And the time that it takes to do it is insane. Granted, I was new to this, so everything took a lot longer. But trying to put together this wallet took a long time. And for me to try to turn around and sell this wallet for like 60 bucks, which maybe would have been, I don't know, 70% profit on top of the materials needed for it, that's not a lot of money for the amount of time. <laughs> I would rather go make a couple work. of cocktails and hope for a good tip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Any day. It gives you a new respect for people like that who are in a craft, who, who've learned for so long, or who've um, just who've done this for a long time. It's like, wow, I see you. And like, I understand why your shit's so expensive now. And I'll gladly pay it next time, you know? Well, you've kind of dived head first into your, your, your green thumb. That was, uh, <laughs> at first, I mean, I'm the same way. I, I get into a lot of hobbies and I test them out. But I feel like this is different because like, I'm growing these things. I'm giving a lot of my time and effort into making sure that these plants are growing and healthy. So I feel like I'm just going to keep collecting them. <laughs> you should. That's fine. I mean, it, it can only help your like air quality in your apartment. And, oh, yeah. And I'm learning you so much. Um uh, you learn that plants are resilient and they actually really want to live if they are in the right situation. And I feel like, wow, I see I see that you're growing and I'm doing a good job. I just have to put myself in the right situation and maybe I'll grow. <laughs> right. It's really cool to think about it like that. I studied biology in college, right? But I had a health science focus and like a bi it was more like human-based stuff. But I had this one trimester where I had to take 
this biology 102 or whatever it was called Mm -hmm. and it was about plants and that's probably the one i quote most in my daily life like you know how the water gets up a tree it's so fucking crazy (laughs) i don't know if you guys know about that i'm sure you do no it's so wild about just the force and how when you water it just comes up well yeah and so the the stone the stone was on the plants open up Mm -hmm. so that the air can come in but that causes negative pressure into the tree itself so it pulls things up because they're releasing the carbon dioxide right. into the air available. Like a straw. It's a vascular system, but it doesn't move, right? Like thinking about it, what if our whole body was veins, and we had to figure out a way to get the blood from our feet to our heart, like wild. Like, if we didn't have a pump. Because we have a heart, we have a pump. Yeah. They don't have a pump. Right. But they get the the water from the roots to those leaves, four hundred fucking feet in the air on the big ass. Red oaks it's, and shit. Well, I mean, it's, it's just the, the, the concept of natural design, too, because I think one of my favorite things <clears> is <throat> bugs don't have any nerve endings. They have, like, this weird, complex motor system where when one thing moves, the rest of them just kind of follow suit. So, like, there's, like, they can't control, like, individual, like, fingers and digits like we can. They literally have, like, one little thing, and that mechanic will basically make the cartilage react in a certain way to make the walk happen. Nature is wild. Yeah, Yeah, so there's no actual, like, nerves going to him and, like, telling, like, actually dictating anything. It's it's literally just a a reaction of of the the cartilage uh, reacting to the initial moving tendon, which I think is interesting. And that also might be a bit wrong, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty <laughs> sure. This whole that. story might just, might be, might, might no, just no, be but total I'm pretty, bullshit. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I've seen a centipede. They got like a hundred legs. They, I don't know if they just move off one. Twitch. Well, yeah, but they only have like one little like. They, they just do this. Yeah. I noticed they that with all body. of my plants too. Like some of the, the families of plants, they grow in a certain way. Maybe one will start um, on the stem of the other, or the other one will just start a really long runner and then the leaves will shoot out after that so it's really interesting to like really closely look at your plants and see how they grow and how they differ and what they need you should get that fern i don't know what it's called there's this fern that like opens up (laughs) and then it closes at night you should get that one i like that one. we have i have ferns that grow like that but they don't close back at night it's so fascinating yeah like there's this one that like it looks like a little uh like roly-poly almost that like goes all the way in and then when the sun comes up it does it but then it saves its energy so it retracts itself there are there's a family called uh just like a prayer plant family and they do the same thing like when the sunlight comes out they'll open up and then when it's nighttime they'll like close back up like that like they're praying it's so cute oh i'll run up to him be like look 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 at this plant he's (laughs) like cool it's growing (laughs) it got bigger aren't there also like flowers that only bloom at night as well. There like are the some flower. flowers that only bloom at night or for one night only, and then they'll just, that's spent, and then they'll die and form seeds. Spuds, mm-hmm. spores. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of like the agave plant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta mm-hmm. harvest that shit before it blooms. My favorite thing that I've been watching lately is fungus growing at like mm-hmm. really fast rates and the way that they grow and the way that they release their spores is just very, very interesting. And I've been getting into some of that mushroom porn lately, I'm not going to lie. Falling down that that rabbit hole. How did you stumble into that rabbit hole? <laughs> Facebook, I was like scrolling my Facebook and there was like this guy who... He talks about mushrooms a lot in his apartment and they picked go. up on it. And they're like, alright, this dude likes mushrooms. Big brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, look, yeah. first off, they are using it to combat depression. It's true. They, they Growing just, mushrooms? They, no, or they mushrooms. legalized it in... Oh, okay. in um, in Oregon. I used to go to a particular barber shop to get my hair cut right before the pandemic happened. 
And the guy who cuts my hair is an Italian guy, and he's a talkative guy. So, I mean, we talk about everything. It's one of the reasons why I like going there. A, great haircut. B, I don't feel like I'm getting my haircut. I'm going to hang out with someone and have conversation. Just happen to look better by the time I leave. (laughs) Um, But one day I go in, and I'm sitting in his chair, and this dude, like, I've never seen the level of focus on anyone ever. We're not talking about anything. Like, I'm bringing up conversation, trying to, like, you know, get the ball rolling. And, I mean, he's, like, taking step backs and, like, lowering his head and looking at my hair and then coming in and make, like, one or two cuts and then taking another step back and looking at it again. <laughs> I'm in this guy's chairs for 45 minutes at this point. It's the longest haircut he's ever given me. And I, I finally bring it up, and I'm like, man, you're, like, you're really, really into this right now. You're really focusing on what you're doing. And he just leans over and he's like, yeah, I, I microdosed before I came into it. Wow. <laughs> so, okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks for telling me. Yeah, how, how's that yeah, treating you? <laughs> Have you cut off anyone's ear yet? <laughs> it was a great haircut. Yeah. He did really well. It took longer than normal, um, but I feel like he enjoyed it a little more than he normally does. It wasn't that normal mundane, like, I'm just here doing my job thing. Like, he really, really got into it. Yeah, he was, he was feeling it. Yeah. Interesting. He did me. Well, I mean, uh, when do you guys get into that zone? Because I feel like everybody has that kind of zone where they're literally just like they're in it and they're they're that focused and they're enjoying themselves too. Like that that's him at doing his craft because that's his career. Right. I that's probably haven't been in that zone since me and Christina and you worked at TV bar. Right. That's <laughs> like, when I'm in that zone. Really? When I when I'm, our bar it's, is too. It's different when deep. you manage the floor, you know. Yeah. Right? And it's and it, I haven't been in a place where a bar was two or three deep in a fucking year. Like, even just, like, walking into a place, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I'm getting back there right now. This, yeah. well, and it's it's mainly service tickets, but it's it's aggressive, and they expect three-minute ticket times. So I my speed is not up to par yet, but uh, it's, I'm getting better. But, yeah. they will get there quick. It's yeah. It's, it's, it's a rhythm. <laughs> I, get, I definitely get, like, that one. We're about two or three deep behind the bar, and we have a, a good team. I like everyone that we're working with, and everyone is competent, clean, I have great support, and it doesn't matter how busy we are at that point, we're just turning and burning, and then I'm like, okay, let's go. I just miss the days when we would go to use the same computer, or the, not the same computer, but we'd be right across from each other at a POS, and we'd both just look at each other and go, ah! and then run away, and then keep going and doing something else. Like, we used to do that shit every I almost night. forgot about that. <clears throat> we would that... run to the beer, and be like, ah! I was just talking to someone the other day, this guy I work with, he's like six foot four, and he was literally bartending over another bartender's head because she's like five foot tall. Like she's the tiniest person I've ever worked with. And I've worked with you and other (laughs) tiny people. And he's just like literally pouring over her head, like into the tin. That's awesome. And I'm just like laughing. I'm like, dude, I just remember, I was like, the only time I've ever been able to do that was when I would be pouring beers at like one and 12 (laughs) and Christina would be at like six and I would just be like, got this, got this. Okay. It's time turn that one off for me. We're good. Have you ever had one of those moments where you're bartending? And you are, you're in that zone and you have not come up for air for probably a solid 30 minutes. And then the reason you come out of it, like, is because 
a table who has not even come to the bar is leaving and goes, you've been doing such a good job. Holy crap, we've been watching you from over there. And like, it's literally like the, a, a, a pure adrenaline shot to the heart and just like uh, just like a wave of like, oh my God, somebody is, is like appreciating something and I'm doing something a little right to mm. where I got that reaction on the way out. I, like, I'm gonna I start to cry. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's appreciated. I used to get that reaction, but it'd be like, I, I would work like Saturday mornings by myself and by four o'clock we were slammed and it was just me with probably a manager that couldn't help behind the bar most likely um but anyway (laughs) so so I'd I'd get this guy these guys all the time would be like hey man you're busy huh And and it's like and it's like they're trying to like point out the fact they're not trying to like say I took too long they're trying to be like man you're busy like that's good man and I'd be like yeah sure and then just run away like because their their idea is like you're making money and it's like they're trying to be nice but my first reaction is like go fuck yourself yes I'm busy motherfucker do you see anyone else working in this bar I've had one moment maybe two probably like two where I have had the balls to actually be like, nah, fuck you, man. And, like, I think we've talked about one of them before. I was working a party, like, a BEO, and this guy was really upset that I didn't pour his beer into his cup for him. Out of the can. But here's the part. Like, he, I put the beer on the table, and, like, on the counter, we weren't even that busy because it was just a BEO party, like, style thing. I put it on the table, and he picked it up. Great. Didn't ask for a glass or anything. Great. Comes back to me, and he's like, I just want you, or it goes actually to the other bartender and it goes, I just want you to know he's a fucking terrible bartender because he didn't pour my beer in a glass. Can you pour this in a glass for me? And it was Stephanie Jensen of all people. Shout out Steph. Love Steph you. Steph Jensen. Perfect Talking about people. And she just laughs in the dude's face, right? Yes. Just laughs. Oh, I love and it. And then the guy looks at me and he's like, and he's, she looks at me and laughs and she's trying to hold it. She's got this fake ass smile on her face, but you could just see like, anyway. Seething. And then so... So the guy continues to, for like another 20 minutes, just be like, yeah, this guy fucking sucks. Don't tip him anything. Give it all to the other girls. It's like, you know how much fucking money I spent to be here? Dude's just an employee of the company. Literally has spent no money, right? And so he's like, can I talk to your manager? I'm like, I'll do you one better, buddy. And I went and got the security guard and told him he had to leave. Nice. And he was berating me. And the guy was, and it was fucking Gus, too. Like, oh, love Seven it. foot tall. Yeah. Like, and one of my, like, good friends. at Gus. Yes. And so, like comes over and he's like what'd you say to him and he's like what and then i'm like yeah fuck you too buddy on the way out and everyone in the in the crowd of the party was like good job man fuck that guy and i was like yes or like just I'm, like stupid yeah, shit I just like say that positive things very loudly yeah yeah thank you i'm trying to do that you're so nice you can only do so many jabs before you get mm-hmm. jaded while we're on the topic of jaded i love it how do you react and what do you do to improve on the communication between from the guest to the server to your ticket to you? Yes. And what I mean is because all of us who are still in the industry are predominantly service bartenders right now, I'm getting an influx of I like, mean moments where I like it's like what the fuck were you thinking not, when you put this ticket in? Me and the guest it's me and the server so it, it's really like i it's me talking to them and trying to figure it out like did, was it too sweet for them was like what are we doing right? right what what do they need and let's try and figure this out because the the customer doesn't know how to drink for the most part 
nine out of ten times. Shout customer. out to the customer. Yeah, shout you out to the customer. Idiot. You're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They like what they like. They like, yeah. right, exactly. We all like what we like. Right. I, I've literally served so many drinks this week where people are like, well, I like this, but I don't want this. And I was like, all right, well, then let's try this. And I make it. And they're just like, that was amazing. I was like, that wasn't even my drink. That was your recipe. <laughs> like, well, how cool was that? That was, I just, I shook it. You made it. You're so sweet. Um, and so, like, it's, it's, it's got to be between you and the server. For me, the hardest thing is, as a bartender, you know how to do the back and forth to come up with a solution for what that customer is really trying to get. When they're sitting at a bar and somebody comes up and they're like, yo, let me get something, I want something good. Like, you're immediately like, all right, let's break this down. You know the question. Let's find out what the fuck good is to you. What kind of spirit are you looking for? What style cocktail are you thinking about? Are there any flavor profiles you're in the mood for? Like, you kind of roll through different like eliminating questions to narrow it down as to what this guest is actually thinking of. I literally had a situation on my last shift where my server came up and I'm not like in the weeds. It's not like I'm getting my ass kicked, but I'm the only bartender and we don't run a dedicated bar back for each bar. So we have multiple floors open. So I'm doing a lot of all the grunt work in addition to being a service bartender. I'm literally busting tables and trying to help run food, and I have to wash every dish and polish every dish that comes by in the bar. So I'm busy, and I'm tired, so I really don't want to deal with some things. And so the server comes up, and she was, she puts in the ticket. She's like, what's our well bourbon? So I tell her, and she rings it up on the rocks and then says, he just wants a bourbon cocktail. Okay. What? I literally so stopped. I was like, okay. Like, you want what kind of cocktail? She's like, I don't know. He just wants it. Like, he said that he didn't want an old fashioned. So like, does he want okay. Manhattan? Uh, does he want so we kind of we played with it for a few seconds of me asking her questions and her just consistently saying, I don't know. <laughs> so I eventually just made a cocktail and for the entire night while well, this guy was here for two hours, easy. Every single cocktail was. He wants a different bourbon cocktail. She would just keep coming back. And be like, he like it was fine. He liked it, but he wants something different. At that point, he's the type of customers. He is he. He made him a good cocktail, and he's like, "Let me see what this guy can do." But that guy, that like person should be at the bar and having the conversation yeah. with the bartender. Mm-hmm. Not not. I but, mean, but unfortunately, that's just not how we. Bar yeah true but i i mean and honestly if she caught me where you were probably at that point at night i would have probably poured her bourbon and said like that's what you put in (laughs) i literally would have probably done doing it i i would do that what's my favorite cocktail a shot my biggest issue with like customers right now and it has been for the whole time that this place that i work it's been open and it's like they see a picture of the cocktail, they want that cocktail, but they don't realize it's going to be a real fucking cocktail, and it's not mm-hmm. just going to taste like syrup or something, because it's pretty. And, like, then they get upset. Like, one of our most popular drinks is essentially a play on an aviation, and if you don't like gin or maraschino, you're not going to like that drink. And everybody orders it, and they're like, oh, it's too dry, it's not sweet enough. And I'm like, well, there's candy on top, so wait, like, ten minutes, and we'll be good. Just let that shit melt into there. Like, I had, I've had to find ways to, like, curving it so hard, or, like, check with the servers and be like, hey, guys, like, they're going to order this drink. Make sure you're steering them in the right direction. Gauge it before you go. And, like, trying to teach that, unfortunately, to servers who do appreciate cocktails and, and like, the craft, but just don't have the, the same mentality. They don't make them. They don't know what really goes into it so they just can't understand 
and have that conversation as well as someone who's behind the bar can. We're kind of making our way to influencers because, uh, Matt, you have taken up a little bit of influencing yourself, right? I've seen you on Twitch these days. <laughs> I am on Twitch these days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was new. Um, I'm normally a very like camera-shy person. Um, so it took a minute for me to actually hit the stream button. But... Uh, I knew it was something that I, I wanted to do. I play a lot of video games. I've played video games forever. Yeah, I know at least a the three of us are, are like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and during the pandemic, I mean, you have a lot of free time. You're sitting at home playing a lot of video games. And a, a lot of the core group of people that I have been playing with um, had been talking about it. And we just did it so much. I thought it would be cool to kind of broadcast that and let other people join in on the fun and it, it's been an interesting ride i've watched your stream a few times jack skellington i believe is the name with ones instead of l's right <laughs> and then it's only j-a-k oh, the, the spelling is just absolutely ter terrible j-a-k skellington with ones instead of l's right. you guys should follow him if you don't know what twitch is it's a place where you can watch people live stream uh kind of whatever they want but mostly it's been a lot of let's plays with video games which i hold near and dear to my heart as well uh, i think you and i have talked many a drunken nights about video games how i hate destiny and <laughs> all those good good things <laughs> the channel just chatting on twitch is massive is it? Yeah. Did you hear about the that category. guy who made money by sleeping? He went live on Twitch, and he basically put a camera of him sleeping, and basically all of the bits that you could bet mm. were ways to annoy him. So like he would it would attach him to like alarms and different things, and ah. then you could like bet to like have like yeah different things. He made sixteen thousand dollars that night. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There was a game that was on Game Pass, and for a while I was game sharing with my little brother, because uh, he's down in Florida, and it was a way for us to like you know stay in touch. Um, but he started playing this virtual PC building simulator, and when I first saw it, I was like, "Who the hell wants to put together computers as a game? Like that doesn't sound fun at all." But I was like, "All right, I'll try it. Whatever, I'm bored." I went into this thing and it started off like it starts you off very slow. It kind of like teaches you how to put a computer together. And I mean, I ran Geek Squad for years. So building computers is something that I built my first PC in real life when I was 13. Can you help me change my motherboard out? Yes. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I actually just built the PC that I'm using really? for streaming on Twitch. I have my motherboard, but I'm very scared to do it myself. I'm, I want to watch a few more YouTube tutorials. You'll have to reinstall Windows. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, putting, I need to move dude, it's literally like Legos. Too. Like it's it's that dummied down. It's so I'm easy. to Super do stoked about that, but I know that I'm a I'm a pretty big. He's more of a building block kind of guy. Yeah, yeah he needs yeah. that. You ever have Tinker toys? Cabin lost. It's, it's not about the finding. <laughs> you never had Tinker no. toys? No. Whoa. I did have a uh, uh, Lincoln, Lincoln logs. Lincoln logs. Yeah, Fuck, I, I love Lincoln. Dude. Tinker okay, toys so were like noodly and like skinny with like the weird like the wheels. Bobbles. They were wheels. Yeah, and oh, you like no. put the pegs in the hole. Oh, I had. Um, what he's into? Uh, oh Jesus! There's another one. It was like metal and it had Not even a reaction. Yeah, no, I I, I let that go yeah. completely. Just like the last name thing. Low hanging fruit. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, anyways, the point of it. So uh, 
I get into this game and it like it teaches you like all the base components that go into building a PC, right? So I built this first computer and then I got an email and it was like somebody was reaching out and they're like, hey, this computer is doing this and I need it fixed. I was like, I can fix that. So the second computer came in the mail. <laughs> I fixed it and put it back to go out. And they're like, hey, thanks so much. And I got money and I got like four emails. And two of them were like, hey, can you fix this? One of them was like, hey, can you build me a PC? I can do that. And one was like, I need a 3D Mark score of this. I was like, oh, shit, they're putting me to work. So I like I work on these four computers. And next thing I got eight emails. It's like it just keeps like building up. And, and then, then it became like, like eight hours. Can I maintain this one-man crew? Let's get it. And I mean, I am like, I'm trying to be strategic with it. Like, I'm working, I got three workstations fully assembled, which I had to, like, purchase to do. So I got three workstations set up now. I got a, a holding room that can hold 10 computers for me to actually work on. So it's like, how efficient can I be at getting these systems done? My goal was 24-hour turn time for every single computer. So I would run all diagnostics on every computer, do anything that needed to be done, go back, check my email, put in orders, but I wouldn't finish the order until I touched the very last computer. And I'm going to pause you real quick. This is all in a virtual game. All in a virtual He's game. so productive yeah, I love in it. this game. I love it. Sorry. So there's no, there's no physical, it's not, it, it's a first person point of view, but there's no physical body. You literally like, you imagine you're just a camera that pans around and you like click on one computer and it like it picks it up so it's like in your inventory and you turn you tell it to put it down but then you have to you have to do everything you have to unscrew the thumb screws on the case to take the case panel off and then um if there are uh posts that you need to install in the case that you can mount the motherboard to like you have to put those in you have to go through every single little step one of the triumphs is forgetting to put thermal paste on the cpu before you put the heatsink on Forgetting to do that. Forgetting to do something. It's like... Is it a triumph? It's a triumph it's like, because it's something that, like, it's guaranteed to happen. And it's one of those, like, ha, you fucked up. Oh, we knew gotcha. you would do this. Easter we knew it would happen like, once. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, bro, I'm never going to forget to do that. And of course, <laughs> in the mix of, like, doing working on 10 computers at a time and building, like, four PCs, I'm focusing on what components are supposed to go with which PC to the point where Christina's like, you need a pad of paper and a pen. Are you sitting there watching him the whole time? No, I, I, cause I love watching your stream because I always hear your voice and I'm like, no, is she playing the game? Cause like, I see you play like that weird one where it's swinging and are you playing that with Speedrunners. Speedrunners. Oh, yeah, love, she's playing. So, you are playing. Yeah. Okay, because I was like, I don't know if she's playing or if she's just in the background. I can hear her voice. Because I get so nauseous, I can only p play a couple games. And it's like, it has to be a 2D game that goes left and right only. I don't okay. know what those are called. She's good at platforms. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if, if I'm a in a person or behind a person and the world, if I can control, you know, which direction I'm moving and the world view, I will throw up in like 30 minutes. It's a tough, that's, that is a tough gap to... So I, I just have to get better at it, or I just have to stop playing those, but Speedrunner is one of those games that I can play for hours. I want to throw it's you in VR so, so bad. It's so fun. I will throw up. Yeah, I feel like she'll get nuts. Yeah. Really quick. I, I want to see what game. I'll try it. I feel like one... Oh, I oh for sure. Fine. What about, like, uh, I don't know. I was playing Bowser's Fury the other day on Switch, on the TV, and I was like... Mm. What was it? Bowser's Fury. Fury. It comes How is that? Mario Bros. It's cool. It's good. I heard it's good fun. things about it. Yeah. It's smaller than the other games, I'm I think. But currently, yeah, I think it's like a, a mini, like because yeah. it's included, right? Yeah. With uh, Super Mario. If Bros. you buy the, you have to. So 
We had the original Mario 3D World when it came out on the the Wii Wii U. U. That was literally the only reason why we bought that console. Like, we literally went to Walmart. It was great. But we finished it. So, when we were, we went to Target and saw the 3D World with the Bowser included into it, and we were like, wow, okay, cool, it's a new Mario game, and it comes with this too, so we got it on the Switch, and then as soon as she loaded into 3D World, we're like, oh, it's this game, we've beat this game, okay, let's just jump into the other one, it's the exact same one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what they keep doing, and I'm, I'm not buying anything Nintendo right now. Um, I'm a little upset. Don't sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Nintendo. Well, they they literally sponsor me. Yes, yeah. Jack, Jack Skellington. Jack, yeah, okay. Yeah, throw out ones instead of <laughs> Um <laughs> So no, well, because so it was Zelda's birthday the other day. Oh, this is why you're protesting. They didn't they do anything. They didn't do anything for Zelda's birthday, but they did something they, for Mario. Well, no, 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 and then they had the audacity, mm-hmm. right? Because they put out their first Nintendo Direct in like a friggin' year, and they have the audacity to come on screen and say, like, we know you want to hear about Breath of the Wild. Well, fuck you, because we got (laughs) nothing to say. And you know what? I know that Zelda's birthday's tomorrow, but we're going to give you a game in June. And, you know, I don't respect that. It's a (laughs) pandemic, man. It's not even that. On March 10th, they're like, Happy Mario Day, like they didn't just do Zelda dirty a few days ago. so petty, I'm sorry. It's okay, I'm angry, but that's fine. Anyways, <laughs> Nintendo, show some respect. Respect your elders. Okay, Mario was the original. I don't care, Zelda's the best. Was Mario well, the original, though? Yes. He was Jumpman at that point. Yeah. He was Jumpman, he wasn't he was the original. Mario. Oh, okay. I'm gonna fight this. I, I will die on this hill. Okay. I mean, if you want to go there, it could be. You could argue him and DK were born at the same time. Yeah, and then well, well, first off, if I'm gonna lay out my grievances right now, where was the hook shot in Breath of the Wild, oh assholes? All right, that's it. That's where I leave it. I'm done. <laughs> we're gonna uh, cut that, Mark. <laughs> no, I'm leaving that in. He's leaving that in. I His want everyone to Nintendo. know <laughs> that there should have been a hook shot in Breath of the Wild. Uh, I didn't I play played, that one. I played video games, you know? I played, uh, like, you played 100, yeah. 142 games of 2K <laughs> during this uh, shutdown. You play, I think, like, a realm of, of different what? games. Like NBA 2K. Sports games, um, yeah. He's a sports game guy. I, I'm super into Stardew Valley, but I've hit this point where I don't know what to do anymore, and I just can't keep up with my farm. Like, he can't keep up with his computers. You like to manage things. Stardew like, Valley, like, did you ever like, play Harvest Moon? No, but is, is it like... Did you ever play Harvest Moon? Um, you would you guys like Nintendo? It's better, kind I think, of? because yeah, there's I like heard. there's darker themes to what Stardew Valley. Yeah, because you like your like boyfriend has like you know like I got a wife oh, oh, and a baby. Oh, I got a wife oh, and a baby. You I, I knew that about you. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, right, so hold on. Like, leaving <laughs> your real world where you have a wife and kids <laughs> to play a game where you have a wife and kids. Gotcha. The point isn't to like you just get you play overcooked. You have. That game is amazing. But it's basically us navigating tickets, which is what we do on a day-to-day basis. Oh my god, that's so true. We say heard, we say solo. How can you be the most productive? We're like on the fly. Which is like, I honestly had to stop playing that for a little bit because I started having flashbacks. The time the ticket hits, I get six minutes to get that out. All right, the time that email hits, you got 24 hours to service that computer. Guys, it's not a game, it's real life. We gravitate towards what we know. This is real life. Well... You guys, we've gotten off topic a lot. <laughs> yeah, and we got a lot of content. 
Um, hey, guys, we appreciate you all for uh, listening to our fun rants with some really good friends of ours. We obviously needed this. This is probably the most content we've ever gotten with people before. Oh, no. no, I love that. That's why I made food. Anyways, we have been in Poor Spirits. You can follow us at in Poor Spirits on Instagram or Twitter. And with us, we have Christina Che, the plant tender on mm, Twitter, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's my plant chat. Oh, no, on, on Instagram. Instagram. Plant Instagram. Plant Instagram. Uh, and then we have, of course, Matt, and I'm not going to say the last name. Not after what I got last McClellan. time. McClellan. McClellan. Very nice. Very you awesome. did good. You did it real well. Well, she uh, said it AKA first. AKA Jack Skellington. J-A-K. Skellington with two ones instead of L's. And you should definitely check him out. Oh, I'll be on today. He'll be on today. Uh, nice. And it's it's just a good time. We uh, we enjoy having you guys. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you Thanks so much. Thanks for listening yeah. to yeah. us, guys. Thanks for listening to our nonsense. <laughs> Thank you for, for coming out, guys. It's been great. For everybody listening, please, whatever you do today, do it responsibly, whether it be with alcohol or not.